All right, I'm going if you guys can go too. I hit go. It's just, hey. it's, it's less annoying if I start recording just a fraction of a second before everyone else at least. So then I don't have to move all the chapter markers <laughs> after we sync up the audio. Because selecting all is kind of annoying. But I've been recording since you said that you're recording. Nice. I started recording before I said I was recording, so we're we're good. I I started recording as soon as I was told. (laughs) This is a thrilling fringe. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. It's the little things that keep us entertained these days. Well, I was telling Brandon before you got back, Brian, that I I was waiting for some laundry to finish cooking in the dryer, so I came into the studio. <laughs> Cook, cooking now, it's well done. Yeah, it's well done now. Yeah. Um, and so I had I had in the studio two big boxes of all these cables, so like audio cables, um, XLR, uh, quarter to quarter inch, um, you know, all all this stuff, VGA cables, power cables, everything, just in a big knot in two big tote boxes. And so now I have eight boxes <laughs> it multiplied oh it's terrible yeah, that happens so i just pushed them all, all out of a, the way to get over here and they're just they're just under the desk now and they're just going to be there for a couple more years makes sense i guess no way to know See, you need i uh i'm going to definitely be getting rid of stuff as i move here in the next Sometime in the next, actually, uh, two months will be about moving time for me, so I'll probably get rid of some stuff there. I can't give we'll away the VGA cables and the DVI cables. What if they're useful? They're right? Like, I feel like 10 years ago, those were, like, super valuable stuff, and nowadays it's like, eh. 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 Like, what I can do, and it's a horrible thing to do, but all I have to do if I want to get rid of them, like, in a non-bad way, I could just bring them to the Cargill office, put them in a drawer somewhere, and nobody will ever know. Yeah. The cables themselves will become Cargill employees at that point. <laughs> well, to be honest, um, those cables probably are brighter. I gotcha. Well, I did. I did bring a nice long HDMI cable to work one day, and I it's gone. Never saw it again. Of course, oh, yeah. those are the rules. The, um, the conference room that my team usually uses for stand ups in all of our meetings is um, it had uh, like a steel case table with a bunch of uh, VGA and like a couple digital things coming out of the table that connect to this like massive ninety inch TV. And that broke one day, and it was like a year before it was fixed. So my PM brought in a 50-foot HDMI cable or something. That's amazing. And stapled a post-it note around it saying, this property of his name. I, maybe he has it, maybe he doesn't, I don't know. Yeah, but. mine Mine was left in one of the conference rooms on the fifth floor. And then our team left the fifth floor, and I forgot about it, and it's gone. Uh-oh. It's Okay. It's just a cable yeah. on Amazon. There's more of them. You can get more. So, um, I talked to Brandon a little bit about this yesterday, but so say you have this is what I'm working on right now with tables. Say you have in a table header, so like it um this is all div layout 
that's not really important. So say you have two header rows, right? Mm-hmm. One that has a few with multiple call span yep. TH elements or divs with that class. Um, so, for example, um, in logistics, when you ship something, you have pickup and delivery locations. Yep. And so rather than duplicating each column header with pickup yep. location name, pickup address, city, state, etc., we have pickup and delivery um, header groups. Then the next row down is every header itself for the table. It's like 16 columns wide or something. And we want to show a border going from dividing the header groups, but only on the header group divisions. So it's only on, we want a like a border left on the first header within a header group, skipping the first one, of course. But that, that's easy to do. So how would you do that? Is there a CSS only way? I'm kind of thinking no at this point. I'm, I'm also thinking no. That seems really hard to do with just CSS. Yeah, especially because if it was nested, it would be like super doable. But it's a TR nope. next to a TR, and then it has variable number of THs and some, you know, you could do attribute stuff on the call span, yeah, but, but you suck. can't like you can't parse out a number and do math on it and then per, you know retain it to the next thing. So yeah, I've thought about this for a day now, day and a half or two, and um, I think JavaScript is what it's going to be. Sometimes that's what you got to do. What they made JavaScript for? DHTML. (laughs) XHTML. What uh, what does the D stand for? Dynamic. Uh, Dynamic. I thought it was David Hannemeyer Hansen. No, that's 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 (laughs) DHHMLT. Ah yes. MLT. A delicious sandwich (laughs) made only by David Hannemeyer Hansen. Yep, exactly. There you go. Okay, I just shut my work laptop and put the charger cable on the floor, so we're we're done with that. Cut for off. Now. No more work. Actually, I'm gonna put it underneath my laptop stand for my computer I'm using now. Then I can barely see it, and then I'll put my keyboard and trackpad. Why don't I do this all the time? I usually shut <laughs> my backpack in a corner. What this I, is almost out of. Out of what, what I did before I started cooking dinner oh. was I was trying to work on this form, and then I tweeted, "I hate forms." Stupid forms. Nope. Did you see Tanner Lindsley tweets today about forms? I did not. You guys should. T- you guys should chat. He's just tweeting about how forms are awful. Just so stupid. Um. So I, I am 128 tweets behind. <gasps> I wanted to. Um. Like I, it's it's a really simple thing. Like I just want to have two text fields, and they're in a component, and they're just hanging out. There's a use state for each of them. But they're numbers. They're not strings. Well, let me rephrase. They need to be numbers going into JSON so that the API gets them as numbers. Um, And it would be nice to do, like, validation on them from when they were strings in the conversion into numbers. And you can't use parse float or parse int because it'll explode. Did you see the UK government put out an accessibility guide that said number inputs should be used with type text? And I forget what they used to validate. It may have been like regex pattern attribute on the input. So the browser does a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But it looked actually 
pretty slick and straightforward. Let me look for it. Yeah, I, I, I have, I'm fairly against using browser-based um, validation. I think for the most part. Hey, look, forms suck. Well, that's good. Here, I'm gonna just uh, retweet that real quick. Fair enough. From Tanner. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Fringe Notes. How's it going? You get content today. Welcome to the show. Hey. Um. I don't know. There's this one project I'm working on where uh, I just wrapped up a bunch of validation for them uh, using Yup. Yep. So we have we have schemas that are run on the client side, and we have schemas that are run on the server side, and yada yada yada. Is any of that shared stuff. between the two sides? Yes, that's cool. Uh, to various degrees of efficacy, but yes, and um, that part's cool. But I think you know one of the things that's really tricky is like they want to encode all this stuff about how like oh. At the top layer of the of the object, right? Mm -hmm. Like you need to have, for example, row one filled in before you can have row six. But there are only six rows, so the rows are in a JSON string, or not in a JSON string, but in 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 a JavaScript object, they are keys: row one, row two, row three, sure. row four, row five, row six. You have slots. It's like you have slots to fill, yep. not like it's an array that can. Ugh, yeah, who knows so the how pre big it is. predetermined values. Slots, yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the rows can have columns, and it's the same sort of thing. But there are some rules about how the rows and columns can be filled. So every row has to have the same number of columns filled. So like the same slots in row one have to be filled in row two, row three, row four for as many rows that you have filled. And then if you, you can't have holes, so you can't have like sure. row one has column five and six filled in. Row two has column three and four, but not five and six and stuff like that. And so validating that with Yup is not super trivial because Yup doesn't really know about the whole object. Right. Uh, at, yeah. Well, and, and, and Yup is kind of like static validation, right? Like it's really hard to do valid or something more dynamic at least. Yeah. Uh, so what I ended up doing with that, because they, they were adamant about wanting this client side, is I basically added tests. So so like Yup has this notion of a test that Testing can return validation errors. It's not it's not literally a test, right? But it'll it'll basically return validation errors. And the thing that's interesting about it is you can you you get the full object. So you can do whatever you want at that point. Um mm -hmm. and uh uh Formic which I know you don't necessarily like, but it has yeah. it is conceptually um, it'll provide the infrastructure for your you know live form validation, but it doesn't force you to use their uh, validation component like like not component but like functions. You can use yeah. Yelp inside a formic, and I really like that because that means you can just break out of static object validation and just do ad hoc validation it's much uh feels much more freeing and more more library like and less um prescriptive yep 100 percent, 100 percent. i i have liked formic um but a thing that was kind of frustrating was formic yeah well <laughs> yeah 
forms suck. So, no matter what you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. JSON validator. Uh, NPM. Not that one. JSON schema validator. AJV. No. Um, <clears throat> I think. Eh, I don't know. Uh, there was one that we used to use um, at work. And what I hated about it was that it was. You, you would just write JSON for all of the validation rules. And then you'd pass the thing incoming and the rules all in at once. And so there was no like type safety or you know autocomplete or anything like it was all just meh json in json in cool yep yep uh, but i really need to add some of this um i want i want my form to work maybe someday ryan i found the the site and they this site uh using tech type text over number for accessibility things around the like the up down arrows yep what you expect number precision around browsers you know like the precision of a number in javascript that kind of stuff mm-hmm. for long oh. inputs um and so they used type text and then the pattern uh equals regex you know uh, square brace zero through nine regex uh, square brace star so I, hate now that, that. That, I had to do that too it's so frustrating that works for numbers but what about floating point numbers and then you could you could probably match, I I don't know you could probably write a regex that allows a single decimal and then potentially an optional st- negative sign right and then but then you're like eh. I don't know yeah yeah no it's just a disaster and it's so frustrating to me at this point like I understand why possibly the number uh, input is just so bad because maybe it was intended for phone numbers but they should have called it phone number then. But at this point, we need to have a HTML primitive input type that can do numeric input, decimal input, and have both of those input types be formatted correctly, validated by the UI layer, not a, not in our code layer, but then also be um, IA18N compatible. Uh, when we did our React Native app a couple of years ago, it was just a disaster zone trying to get... Um, commas to parse for latem because they have commas for um decimals, decimals instead yeah yeah because if you're if you're re-implementing a lot of those primitives lo- locale wise it just falls apart and like uh some number systems use not a period not a comma yeah for separating but like a, a space maybe yep i think and it's like the third one that you don't realize um, it's like the the wonderful Stack Overflow um, question about how do you parse HTML with regex? You've all seen that one. Yes, that the answer. Zilgado text. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, I'm gonna put it in fringe. Yes, notes. please do. It's so good. That's why you were you were talking and I just giggled to myself. <laughs> I've seen tweets that get even more ridiculous now, but still. <laughs> it's so it's so good <clears throat> i had a burger for for dinner and so the ketchup is destroying me it's amazing i think gonna say something about meat sweats no 
Uh, I'm like, okay, should I should I make my Twitter followees be a bunch of like musician accounts I follow? I followed one new musician, and I followed Robert Toom. Hey, That's Robert. Good. And then uh, I followed Memba Music, a cool New York-based electronic music duo. I could also mention like Closey and Jewels and Quicks and all the. I watched so many hours of live stream this weekend from there's a three-day music festival on youtube which uh was it based on a real music festival or was it just ad hoc um it was so it was hosted on the trap music and chill music um no sorry trap nation chill nation youtube channels oh nice um it was room service fest so they had you know two stages one on for trap one for chill um so room service is some charity um I think their goal was one hundred fifty thousand dollars. I they I think they hit it. I don't I don't really follow that. Um, so they had donations on YouTube and their own their own stuff. Um, but they had uh, live streams from I think it was noon to two a.m. Pacific time, um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And so I tuned in for maybe I watched over half of Friday's streams. No, Saturday's streams. I, like, all my favorite artists were playing. And then a bunch on Sunday, and even more on Friday, so. Nice. I spent probably 12 hours listening to live streams this weekend. <laughs> but, yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty slick. I, I just asked, because we were supposed to, um, one of the festivals that we work with was supposed to happen, and I had it in my head that it was a country show, and it was a country show, but when you said that there is a... Um, kind of a trap uh festival going it's a on trap. i was like huh oh. it's a trap that, uh, that was sampled a whole lot like eight years ago like oh yeah seven eight years ago <laughs> oh yeah um it's truly yeah, it's, unfortunate that all uh, the musicians no longer um, definitely recorded their sets ahead of time and sent in videos and there weren't there were like it was all like pre-recorded videos and they had andy king from fire festival and other stuff i don't really know i had to look who he was <laughs> up after the fact but um he was talking about i don't know i wasn't paying attention and then they had some like 3d visualizations of a room service cart walking to the stage or to the to the room with a i don't know is is a little weird but um good music and like all these musicians were like in the most epic like landscapes at sunset like no joke. Like three or four of the sets I saw were them standing on a mountain on a sun, like during sunset with clouds in the sun, you know, the clouds getting really colorful. And and then, you know, people would run into the camera and do weird stuff because they're just standing at a, at a table DJing for an hour. Um, yeah. Anyway. Nice. So I don't really have any Twitter accounts that are. So worth mentioning. I don't know. I mean, you just spent ten minutes talking about them, so that well, was that it. was more music, music stuff. I don't yeah. know. It's not really like I don't know. This is uh, it's it's Podkit. That's uh, something you listen to on your iPod. <laughs> is the app still car- called now. iPod? I don't know. Yeah, I listened to some chill hop today. It was great. It was uh, awesome. <laughs> you can make anything up as long as it sounds correct. Turns out. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a very Ryan quote. 
Wait, what's, what did you say again? <laughs> I don't know. You can make anything up as long as it sounds correct. Right. <laughs> That's our fringe title. Perfect. Ah, just, just, uh, it gets you really far. Just make it, make it all up. You just have to be correct. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to add DHH, DHHTML. Nice. As a fringe Okay, title. I was wrong, Ryan. The I in it is capitalized. I am so but confused. The U, the U in up is not. No, no, no. In Marco case, every word is capitalized. I know, but we don't use Marco case here. We use <laughs> we use title case as defined by titlecase.com. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. That's what I use at least. That's that's fair. I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. Now that has to be the subtitle for the fringe. I mean title. I mean I don't know anymore. Can we can we use um sarcastic case for the actual casing though? <laughs> oh, SpongeBob case? Yeah, I've yeah, I've yeah. No, that's terrible. Yeah, but that's it's exactly. Right? Exactly. Now I've um, risen to lime, Kirkland sparkling water. Oh no, I'm all out of sparkling water out here. There's, uh, I used up all of the. Uh, oh, it's just dull water, muted water, regular old water. <laughs> yep. Regular um, old Minneapolis tap water. What is Delicious. that like? Six billion year old tap water. Well, it was until they added some Scotch Gardens. So, you know. <laughs> so now it's like, what, two week old tap water? Well, right, right. I mean, I guess it's still the same age. It's just, uh, you know, tap water that'll slide right through you. No, no added ingredients. Oh, you know. No, it's it's pretty good. I've been, I've been, that's my been my hobby. I've been making espresso. And it's mostly been working. So oh that's my God. cool. Uh, when did Apple start putting sound effects through the built-in speakers, but everything else is external? I just sent a message to a friend, and it's, like, really loud. And I can't change the the volume unless I switch. Oh, wait, no, alert volume. There we go. Okay, alert volume is half. Hopefully that's fine. Yeah, we didn't hear it, so... I didn't hear a thing. It, it, it was the... It was lying. You know, sound as you send a message in messages. Your mic is just really good at isolating it guess i don't know it is kind of directional but it also picks up a bunch too like you hear stuff out the window and i feel like this notification was just as loud but i probably not yeah who knows um you will when you listen to your recording there you go yeah which i'm gonna edit tonight you heard it here first (laughs) i have full intentions to though that sounds like a brandon promise that does (laughs) i used to do it all the time you did you did I don't think we're gonna have that. I don't think we're gonna have that long of an episode, which makes it a lot easier. The mental yeah. hurdle of like a forty-five minute episode versus an hour and fifteen is ridiculous. I, I talk about this every time I edit an episode too. I know you hear this, have heard this many times, but yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean it's doesn't mean it's not right. It doesn't mean it's not accurate. That's yeah. so funny. You said it just like that because I just wrote that to somebody else. Doesn't mean it's not right. Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> as long as it sounds correct. Turns out. Across the universe. (laughs) Windows. Why do people use Windows? 
I need more computers. I was just talking to somebody today about using Windows for development, and I was looking back on a project I did where we were deploying PHP on Windows. Oh my on gosh. IIS. Yeah, that's that was insane. Fun. And Wait, sorry, I was, you said deploying PHP on Windows. IIS. That what you yep, said? that's right. Wow. Yep. What? What? Uh, like PHP five point four? Yeah, it, yeah. it was PHP five at that point. There was no PHP seven at that point, if I recall correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it predated PHP. You're using 7. PHP six. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> I see. I understand that reference now. <laughs> that's good. I'm glad. I, it's so Insert funny the... because when I was a kid, I would go to Barnes Noble and all the places, and I would see all these big PHP six books, and it's like, yeah, but that doesn't exist. So how are they publishing that? Was it? It was. Um, was it like you know alpha release kind of stuff? No, ended up it, just it was redoing, just or? it was just rehashed five, and they just talked about oh well in php 6 you just get unicode support that's it hmm. hey unicode's great turns out for the most part utf8 for php8 oh, wow, i was reading look. a thread about microsoft sql server 2016-2019 utf8 support and apparently it's still not there really for some Same. things it's not surprising. There you go. PHP 6 is worth about uh, 12 cents. Perfect. <laughs> so, you know, if we had, um, I don't know, like, I mean, I guess I do know, but I don't really know. If we had a good CMS, like the fire, Fireside CMS, you could have this nice picture in line with all the show notes. Nah. Don't tell anybody we can kind of do that. Wait, 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 wait. So Wikipedia tells me that Zend, the PHP company, is based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Wait, what? No way. That's confusing. And yet there's nobody here. Zend by Perforce? Did they get bought? Oh, they got bought by Perforce. Well, right. I don't know. Did they? I don't know that. In January 2019. Oh. So they've only been based in Minneapolis for like a split second. Who's Perforce? I don't know. Great question. They are apparently a uh, Minneapolis-based developer of software used for developing and running applications, including version control software, web-based repository management, developer collaboration, application lifestyle management, lifestyle management, life cycle management, Web application servers, debugging tools, and agile planning software. So it sounds like they're terrible Atlassian. So, so they made a really cool. I was going to say terrible Microsoft ADO. They made a really cool thing. I mean, just I love the name of the product, Helix Core. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Helix Core for Git. <laughs> well, yeah, but I would like to forget I ever said. Oh, oh hey, no! But you know what? You think you're joking, but it is literally. Helix core clients fall into roughly five categories. Git, commands, GUI, web, and plugins. So Git is one of the options in Helix core. Oh. Huh. Well, you know. I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure this is cool. And hopefully, I don't know. It's, it's cool that they're based in Minneapolis. I just don't know. It's just so strange that something ostensibly so big. And I know nobody who works there. Um, apparently, JRebel is something they either have acquired or made. JRebel is a um, 
hot reloading tech for JVM stuff. Sure. So it's like, um, you know, React hot loading, but for Java. Mm. Yeah, wow, there's so many Minnesotans here. The CEOs, Minnesota born and raised. Chief product officer, same story. Chief financial officer went to St. Cloud State, like. So, what? How, who? So who I wonder are all these if, people? If you ask Zev or Zeev or the the guy who makes PHP, like I wonder if you ask him, like, hey, so where's your new company based out of? And he'd be like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he probably doesn't actually know. Probably hasn't mattered to him nope. for a while. Or ever. Have you two bought any ridiculous things because of the quarantine, and just like. You're you're just getting tired and need some variety in your life. I bought some shoes that I only wear inside the house. Oh, that's nice. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I have and... um these uh what they're the, the weirdest part about that is you didn't really go far enough down. <laughs> I lifted my foot up at the same time. <laughs> okay. Meet in the middle, Ryan. <laughs> I see. <laughs> but you can see that these are probably ten to twelve years old and they're starting to really wear out a bit you can see the camera doesn't do justice but you can see like seams in here that yeah. you 100 percent most definitely could not see when you bought these new so but you know the cork bottoms i wear these like 24 7 well okay not that much uh when i'm not sleeping or uh like sitting on my bed i am wearing them around the house the apartment and it makes my feet warm and my foot support better and stuff it's great very wise there you go i bought a hard drive and i bought a light ring and i bought a book oh yeah the the light ring is probably my most notable one um i i got a notification from mint a couple of days ago for last week and it said i made two purchases and that's it hilarious nice that's pretty good i've bought several things let's see i have a book coming from amazon i have vacuum filters coming um i ordered uh some two like a two pack of USB C to USB A adapters yep which i i use now a lot for my cuz i'm using i'm using my audio interface and i'm switching between my personal and my work computer all the time um and the other one's actually powering this wonderful ring light lately nice. i've been uh, snacking on on this this here nice thing of analog crackers so those are those are tasty. So I'm trying to log into Amazon to find out what book I bought, and Amazon is huh. asking me to add a mobile number. Nah. Add a mobile number to safeguard right. your Amazon account by enrolling your mobile phone number. You no. you, you can set to receive automated text messages from Amazon related to your account security. You can opt nah. out of account security related messaging by removing your phone number in the login and security settings. I'm gonna have to hit. I'm not sure they now. have my number. That makes sense. No, they don't get to. No, bad. Do you, on the topic of like accounts mm. having your information, um, I guess Ryan, you've lived in the same place for a long time, so yep. you're probably oh, I'm well not prepared for this. I'm well leaked. Yeah, but like, uh, I'm not quite getting to that. Um, but Brandon, you've you've moved around more, so like. The updating your address when you move oh, and all the accounts that have to do that. I have a list with, um, I think I last counted like 50 to 60 sites that I need to update an address. And a lot of that is then related to 
you move, you update your address in your bank, and then you get a new credit card that has different or no, maybe you don't have a new credit card, but the billing address is then needs to be updated. Yep. Yep. And so then it's everything that has your credit card too. And it's like hours of sitting and typing the same stupid thing in over and over again. And like I don't even I don't I honestly don't remember the address of the house I lived in in 2017 because I I've you know I've used my new one so much that I just I don't know I could look it up I don't even know if I have it written down anywhere I probably should I'm gonna yeah. need that I for mean taxes years. old taxes yeah oh, okay yeah old taxes I have it somewhere then good call yeah I mean so for me the big thing is like well first first and foremost. There, there are really only a couple of things I care about moving my address. Basically tax, any sort of – like for tax reasons, I'd have to move it if I move the business. Um, uh, and then banking, credit card stuff, car lease, car registration. Um, but aside from that, you know, I guess it would be annoying to have stuff delivered to not a place I'm currently living. But aside from that – pretty much everything else is like it it happens when it happens and um yeah yeah because there's there's not really all that many things where i'd actually care about where like that they need to know my actual address and if there is actually kind of hilariously um a lot of things still work with my old zip code um and even my old billing address um Hmm. But it's only on accounts that I've opened since I moved that it seems to have any sort of impact. But I also don't really use, like, I don't know. I'm I'm weird about bank accounts, so sometimes, you know, I don't know, not really super public info. But <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. I'm weird about bank accounts, so it's it's for the most part that's not really a big issue for me because I just I just only move the stuff I well I move everything, but you know if anything needs to reference that it can use the old address and if it complains then I'll just fix it when it complains. And That's if it doesn't complain, then do it, it never mattered. Yep. Exactly. Is billing address validated? It's such a, like a free form thing that I don't know. Oh, did you see the stuff about um, the, the tax refunds and whatnot? The, the IRS site needs all caps for addresses. Amazing. Oh yeah. That's incredible. I, I, I don't think I'm getting one. And it's certainly not because I didn't make enough. It's it's certainly not because I made too much money, right? It's just I don't think that they're giving all 1099ers. Yeah, didn't doesn't it exclude 1099? Yeah. Yeah, it really? might. Who knows? Hmm. But I I don't really care. It's dumb anyway. Like all all told, it's just stupidity piled on stupidity. So, but it's it's just so odd. More money in my account. Oh, there you go. That's great. Matt Matt uh, also got his stimulus money, and he t- told me what he got. Of course, he spent it all at one place. Um, <laughs> the post office? No, he didn't spend it at the post office. Oh, right. <laughs> he works there, but he doesn't spend any money there, ironically. Right. Uh, money goes the other direction. tool chest from Home Depot. Fifteen hundred dollars of tool chest. Holy shit! (laughs) That's amazing. Hey, you're set then. Yeah. So he was telling me that you know, is this like a a rolling steel case like full of everything? Yeah, exactly. So it's a three piece thing, 
and um you know multiple different size drawers and cabinets and stuff and he was telling me well yeah so i've been using the corner of my garage as the shelf and the shelf is getting taller because the stuff on the floor has been getting taller <laughs> uh and now he's finally thought you know i should put that away nah. <laughs> so did he did he just buy like um the chest itself was that much or did it come with tools and things too no just the chest Wow. Okay, so that's like solid quality. Yeah. The thing probably weighs a ton, huh? Well, so they have to deliver it now. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he got it delivered to the store, and so he has to. He's still waiting for it to get to the store. Then he'll pick it up in his truck and somehow get it into it into the truck, and then somehow into his. I hope his he garage. shares photos because I want to see this. I, I also want to. Well, I want to see the finished product, but I don't know. Yeah. Right. I just realized my laptop's not plugged in, and I do have a USB-C charger next to me. However, it's for a Nintendo Switch, so it's anybody's guess whether or not it'll work. I love how random that is. I saw someone post a Twitter, a photo on Twitter with a photo of their, like, um, MacBook charger plugged into their Switch saying, ask me 10 years ago that my iPad laptop and Nintendo Switch and Nintendo console would all charge on the same plug. Uh not exactly surprisingly, my MacBook will not charge with a Nintendo Switch adapter. <laughs> Fair. Does it say not charging but it has the tiny trickle charge or just not yes. nothing? Yeah, trickle charge. So, I'm at 53% right now. When we started recording it was at 100. Ooh. So, it's anybody's guess. Uh, whether that will be sufficient. So I'm just going to go get my actual charger, BRB. Yeah, I guess we, we've been on a call for like an hour now, so. It is surprising how battery intensive these call apps are. Oh, yeah. They use so much power. And then, like, I use Logic as well. And it's just like... <laughs> Log- I uh, I want a new I want a desktop Mac so I can edit in silence someday. Or I, or I should do what some people do and where they put their computer in another room and have like twenty foot cables going through the wall so they can have this computer yeah. in a sound isolated room. So that's what I have here. So the studio has the computer yeah. on the other side of the wall. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, I, yeah, I run the um, I run the mixer cable. I run uh, a U- uh, three USB cables, one for the hub and two direct. I run three monitors. I run uh, I don't know. There's something else over there. I can't tell what it is. But I run a, like seven cables through the wall, basically. Yeah, that's a good good way to do it. It's really cool. It works great. I mean, obviously, you have to have multiple rooms and a door. Um, the guy who made yeah. Wolfram Alpha, Stephen Wolfram, he has um a setup very similar to that, where he actually has his mega computer in the basement, and he runs to whatever floor in his house it is, 
the actual like you know input and output cables hmm. it's pretty cool yeah for a guy like him that seems rather um necessary but also whoa <laughs> right like that's that's a lot um because he's got you know well you know if he's simulating the entire universe exactly man my mic doesn't do the thing where i can hear myself it used to and now it doesn't not a good sign what have i done wrong i mean i can tell it's recording so it's not that all right i need to take my second of video before i forget so smile it's just ryan because you're the only video hold on yeah i know you can see my the light podcast (laughs) there i said podcast you know in a voice so you can you can see it know what's up we should probably record yeah we should do that um let me know when uh, should we should clap first we should clap there it is time is it's that time yes oh man i need to just throw something real quick my mom texted me and i just need to add a calendar event before i forget currency dot world <laughs> so weird <laughs> i i found out today that there's a farm tld so like something dot farm hmm. oh, that's pretty cool i could get a farm tld i looked yesterday to transfer brian m dot me or hey get back to dot work to cloudflare and I don't think they support either of those TLDs, unfortunately. That's too bad. That's I should hilarious. also probably stop paying for HeyGetBackTo.Work. At this point, that might be wise, yes. The it's joke ridic- is done it's now. Like, it's $10 a year. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The site has jQuery on it, for crying Ooh, out loud. Ooh, the best kind of nice. website. Um, I think Salyut.Space is done through Namecheap. But uh, Cloudflare didn't say anything about that one, so maybe it's that one... I don't know. Dot space is that transfer? That might be transferable. I don't know. I think dot dot me is technically a, a country region one. So yeah. Mobile dot me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Should we clap at the thirty second mark? Yes. It worked. Oh. We did it. All right. Um. Oh, I bought visit Brandon dot today. That was going to be for my strange little cross country trip to visit all the places named Brandon in the United States. I love how you bought that before you started the trip. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> that's to. awesome. It was almost great, great TLD. It was almost going to happen, and then uh, some stuff changed. Next I time. Should, I should just look at that list of TLDs and buy a fun one and then make a site around that name just for some project to do. Yeah, I could I could actually move Hey Get Back to Work to brandm.me slash Hey Get Back to Work. I remember I when I, I when I started at Doherty, my like second week, I guess, I was bored because nobody told me how to like nobody knew 
and, and the guy who did know wasn't there at the time. So nobody knew how to get my, the, the Java project I was supposed to work on like to run anymore. So that's good. Uh-huh. Really good. When only one person knows how to make the thing run. So I was bored, so I was setting up Let's Encrypt on my website at the time. I remember that. Nice. That was fun. That was a good, much better use of my time. Solid, solid use of work time, yes. I was researching SSL. <laughs> I remember uh, hot-fixing WeatherBot from my phone like while using the bathroom while interviewing at Robinson. That's hilarious. <laughs> in 2016. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, yeah, I think it, I, well, I don't think I did me, I think I just like restarted the container and looked at the logs to see what. It was That's... before I really like solidified checking every property After for battle. many properties. Yeah. Okay. I still, I'm still assuming. Anyway, yeah, we, we should start. Um, Placing a marker. Nice. Okay, well, there's your like, Brandon, three I don't think, I don't show. think you've done a title read in the outro in like forever. Yeah, was, I don't know how great. I did the outro. I, I, I think did it. it. It was great. You it, do was, it, again. it was It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this turned out to be about an hour long, but yeah, hey, I it's bet. not hour fifteen. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, let's choose titles, record it, and then send me your files. All right. Uh, for Fringe title, we have to use, uh, I don't know what we have to use. They're all good. But for episode titles, um, I kind of like Vin Diesel is more furious. <laughs> I like, I dare you to type wreck too. Yeah. May, maybe it's Vin Diesel is more furious. And then the subtitle is I dare you to type wreck. <laughs> I like the other way around. Oh Yeah. Who okay. said I dare you to type wreck? I feel like it was kind I, of a. I said it. Yeah, I don't know. I think you, you were kind of aggressive about it, which I think makes it even all the better. <laughs> That's my vote, at least. Cool. Um, what what, is what the day date? is it today? Does anyone know? I have no should, idea. Should we should we read it? Wait, how many days are in March? Uh, Thirty-one. Should we say March fifty-ninth? Uh, <laughs> Would that yeah, be ridiculous? Do let's do it. I'll do it right now. This is Podkit, episode 57, I Dare You to Type Wreck, on March 59th, 2020. And now, Vin Diesel is more furious. This episode of Podkit is hosted by Brandon Johnson, Brian Mitchell, and Ryan Rampersad with show notes at thenexus.tv slash PK57. Ooh, did you see that real-time, like, rewriting of the intro? That was amazing. That was great. Do you want to record a tiny snippet saying actually april 28th just so we have some context or is that not important it's actually it's not april 28th there you go you can slice it out of there if you want because you can do it because it'll just be mine yes you know there you go sweet all right um thank you for that i'm gonna stop recording so bye fringe bye friend bye Bye, andrew bailey see you later bye me in the future Uh.